0: The algorithms on Facebook and Instagram are set so that when people are talking about things that spark moral outrage, the, they send more people to you. So things yeah. that get people upset, alarmist things are what thrive on those social platforms. And so far, you know, let's hope it continues this way on TikTok for me. But so far, I'm not seeing that at all. I'm seeing like how it used to be on Instagram back in the day.
1: Joy McCarthy is back for her second appearance on the Visionary Life podcast. If you don't know Joy, she's the founder of Joyous Health. She's an award-winning certified holistic nutritionist and the best-selling author of The Joyous Cookbook, Joyous Detox, and Joyous Health. Yes, that is three best-selling books. Truly incredible. She's also a passionate natural beauty lover. She has a natural hair care, skincare, and body care line, and she's been featured in hundreds of publications. And above all, she is a wife to her husband, Walker, and a mom to their daughter, Vienna. So I first heard about Joy McCarthy when I was a student at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. You guys know, many, many, many years ago, I studied to become a registered holistic nutritionist, and that introduced me to Joy, and I bought her first cookbook, and ever since, I've watched her journey unfold, and I've had the great fortune of meeting her in person a few times, and it's always very inspiring to see the brand and the community that she creates and the way she's willing to Experiment with her company. Joy speaks on many podcasts about her journey into nutrition. So you can definitely find her story uh, on a range of different podcasts. But today I'm really excited to focus on how she has grown an incredible online brand, a line of products that she sells through e commerce. And we talk about where she gets her drive all of these years later. So if you want to connect with Joy, she's on all platforms at Joyous Health, that's her website as well. And if you'd like to listen to my first episode with Joy, number 70, I will link it in the show notes so that you can go download it as well. So enjoy the show. And as always, if you guys wouldn't mind pausing and taking a screenshot, if you like the show, uh, when you share this on Instagram stories, it means the world to me because that is how other visionaries like you find the show. So Visionary Life is really only possible when our community shares it. Uh, So I really, really appreciate you guys when you do. And if you tell a friend about the episode, that is also super powerful. All right. So I'm super stoked for you to listen to this episode with Joy McCarthy, and I will see you guys on the other side. Joy McCarthy, welcome back to the Visionary Life podcast. It's been about ooh, three and a half years since you were last on the show. So it has been some time. There's been a lot that's been happening over the past few years and really excited to sit down and catch up on all things life, business, joyous health. Uh, So thank you for coming back onto the show.
0: Well, thank you for having me. And when you just said three and a half years, I can't believe it's been that long. Time flies. It sure does. And speaking of
1: Time flying, I want to go back to a very early story that you once told on another podcast about starting your business and investing $250 in a magazine ad. And you tell this funny story that you actually upgraded your voicemail storage plan because (laughs) you thought you were going to get all of these phone calls. And it's like, what if 30 people call me off of this ad? And I believe that the end result was that. Nobody actually called Correct. your voicemail. Nope. So <laughs>
0: Nobody called my voicemail. I was very, yeah, I, I had such high hopes. And then I was so let down, but I very quickly realized, okay, I need to pivot. Mm-hmm. Clearly putting this ad, like doing a print ad is not the way to go. Yeah. And I think this is such an interesting story to
1: kick off on because a lot of the listeners are starting their business. And for some reason, there's this story we tell ourselves that I need to do paid ads right yes. away. Versus just getting your feet wet and building organic community and maybe testing your message on social media to see do people even want this service. So I'm curious, what was like the lesson for you out of that $250 spent? Because I'm sure it taught you a lot about how you did need to do your marketing
0: yeah, I love that question. Even though that would have been back in two thousand and nine, things have changed a lot, obviously, but you could apply that to now because you could take that two hundred and fifty dollars if you wanted and spend it on a Facebook ad or, you know, to boost a post. And I'm not sure that that is the best use of money either. So I, I think you know, the lesson from that for me was to try different things, really, that if something doesn't work, like stop doing the same things over and over again when they're not working. And I feel like this applies to so many areas of our life. You know, what is the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. So try different things in your business. If one thing doesn't stick, try different things in your life when it comes to your health. You know, if you're trying to resolve a health issue uh, and what you're currently doing, you think it's the best way, but it's not working. It's time to pivot. And also see what other people are doing when it comes to your business. Look at what your competition is doing. Look at what people are doing in a completely different space because there might be something there that inspires you um, and helps you be more creative to problem solve and figure out how can you better reach your audience that doesn't cost you money. Cause you know what I have to tell you, we have spent a lot of money at joyous health over the years on trying to do like different Facebook ads. And now as I'm talking about this, someone who does Facebook ads is probably going to listen to this. And then they're going to email me and be like, joy, let me tell you, I, have I can help you." <laughs> oh my God, please. If you're listening to this, don't email me and say that, um, we tried so many different agencies and you know, everyone promises like, I, I know how to crack the code and no. Unless you, you know, I know a business owner who spends tens of thousands of dollars a month on her Facebook ads and she swears that's her marketing strategy, but look how much she's having to spend. So Mm -hmm. yeah, my long winded answer is just, yeah, try, try something else. Just learn to pivot in business. That's really key.
1: Totally. And I think that we're often scared to adopt this mentality of experimentation. Like it's okay to invest the $250. That's great. But if it doesn't work, like don't keep doing it. Adopt that mindset of a scientist. This was an experiment. Maybe I wouldn't call it a failure because you learned a lot, but it's okay that it didn't work. Now what's the next experiment, right? Look at, you know, what might be working for others, but don't assume that it's going to work for you. Um, and yeah, to kind of embrace that journey of experimenting and marketing versus feeling like, oh my God, I did something wrong. It didn't work. I should just give up. Right. Because it's yeah. going to be the persistence and continuing to try to find what works for your business. So super important and already a great lesson for anybody listening. And I love that you say like, you know, you tried all the Facebook ads, but at the end of the day, there's probably something else that is working way better for you already mm-hmm. that yeah. you need to double down on. Right. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. So let's go uh actually let's kick off with a celebration. I like to hone in on the wins, the milestones. So because it's been maybe three or four years since our last episode that we aired together, I'd love to know what is something that you're really proud of, either in life or in your business, uh, something that you feel very excited to share with us as a, a milestone of the last few years.
0: Yeah, I'd say a really big milestone for joyous health is that we really changed sort of our business strategy in terms of where we're going, what is our main source of revenue, Mm -hmm. what do we want to bring to the community? And so now, you know, Joyce Health has always been about creating great content to educate and inspire people. But as part of that, we now also have an amazing e-commerce that we use. And we now, so over the last, well, I'd say I'm trying to think when we, we launched our skincare line in April, 2021. So it hasn't been that long, actually just o- over a year, year and a half, I guess now if I'm doing the math, right. Mm-hmm. But I'm most proud of our skincare line because that was a risk. You know, I didn't know if people, I'm not an esthetician. I'm not a dermatologist. I have a lot of background in holistic beauty, uh, but I wasn't sure how people would respond. Um, but as everything, just like all of the products that we have at Joyce Health, which we don't have a ton of products, very small, highly curated, really good ingredients. We made sure we really took the time to make really good quality products, do the testing, do the R&D. And I'm just so proud because it's been a huge accomplishment because people love it. They're loving our skincare. It's our number one selling product now. Like the, our skincare products are doing amazing. And I'm so proud of it because not only is it great for us, but safe for the planet. It's just, it's, it's really great. So I'm most proud of launching that. And then it's been exciting to pivot our business and really be focused on our e-commerce. Mm. and like not be trying to do like when I last talked to you. And a lot of times when people interview me, they're like, you do so much stuff. Like, how do you do it all? Like, how are you not tired all the time? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're so much more focused. Um, And that feels, that feels really good uh, that we're more focused on building that, building the, the brand. And we're also in 2023 going to be relaunching Um, our brand Mm. so it's going to be changing our products are going to change from being called joyous health to something else because we want to give it its own it's its own it's its own thing and we want to shine the light on that joyous health is still me and the blog and the content but we want to take our brand to a whole new level so that's something that's that's up and coming
1: It's so exciting. And congrats on the skincare launch. And we'll definitely link it in the show notes and encourage people to go try it. And I love that what you're saying is like, you've actually been thinking kind of like big picture strategic and are making some big changes that oftentimes in the first few years of business or in the first five years, we're just trying to keep our head afloat. So we do all the things, right? It's like on YouTube, we have a podcast, we send out emails, we're doing blogs, we're launching courses. And that can feel like completely manic at times, right? And people are like- yeah, she does a lot of things, but we kind of come to a point where it's like, I need to simplify. And it's like, what do I want to be the subject matter expert in versus, you know, maybe having myself spread so thin and feeling like I'm not giving a hundred percent to anything. So it sounds like you guys have had those discussions at a, as a team and are ready to kind of enter that next chapter with a bit more focus and strategy. So that must feel really good. And almost like a relief that, you have that direction for the coming months, right?
0: Yeah, because I always felt like, I mean, we launched our first body care products in 2013 with deodorants and and um, body butter, but it always just felt like like this hobby, like this yeah. side project. Like mm-hmm. we have these products great, but we're doing all these other things, you know, our eBooks and online programs. And we we decided a few years ago, it's no longer the side project. It's yes. It's the main thing. And it's just, you know, it's, I feel like it, it has been successful because it's not only um, something that I'm passionate about. I'm also like, it's really helped me grow as a nutritionist because I'm, I've been taking a course on integrative dermatology. And I feel like you, you know, when I'm starting to feel like bored, I was starting to feel like a few years back, a bit bored in the business because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I I just need to grow. I need to learn more. And skincare has always been something I've been so, I just love natural beauty and holistic beauty, but it's always been like a side thing. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun to, um, you know, marry the passion with the education and, to continue to grow that doesn't mean i want to have like 250 products i (laughs) i actually really don't want to do that because it's interesting in talking to a lot of other brands we went to the the chfa show on the weekend i don't know if you were there too and it and it's been interesting talking to like bigger brands and a common theme from a lot of them was we really want to pare down the number of SKUs we have we have so we have like You know, one brand I was talking to has like 80 SKUs and they're like, we want to have like 40 and that was a common theme. So, you know, I'm just thinking about who listens to this podcast. And a lot of times we think we need to add more products. We need to have more services. We need to have more online programs, but sometimes it's actually better just to really focus on Mm -hmm. in on, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like a niche, I'm just saying like focus in on fewer things and you won't feel so scattered and it's just easier to market that to your community as well, when you're not trying to sell them on five products, five services, two ebooks. Mm-hmm. So that was just an interesting learning from other businesses that have been around, you know, 15 plus years who are very, very successful that they're paring down.
1: hmm. Yeah. I remember that when I worked at garden of life, uh, we were just launching into Canada and we came in with like something like 200 SKUs under all of their umbrella brands. And by the end of two years with them, we had gotten down to 25 because only 25 were selling. And it was almost like that 80, 20 principle, like 20% of your products are going to produce 80% of your revenue. So it's like, we might as well just pair it back and really focus on the money makers and the ones that are actually driving revenue. So, yeah, definitely a very resonant story. As a business owner, your first priority needs to be your health. After all, your body is your vessel to bring your dreams into reality. And without your health, nothing else matters. So, in addition to eating lots of fruits and veggies and whole foods, I'm also a big fan of topping up my diet with superfoods like Brazil nuts and cashews. I take high quality supplements like fish oil and lion's mane, and I use natural self-care products that aren't harmful to my health. And that's where Healthy Planet comes in and is a huge support. Healthy Planet is my go-to spot for all things health and fitness and wellness. I love that they have everything I need, in one place from natural beauty to supplements to organic, whole foods. Plus their prices are unbeatable. I know I'm getting the best possible deals on everything that I need. So healthy planet is more than just a health food store. It's really a one-stop shop for everything you need. And I want to pass on a discount code from healthy planet Canada. So use the code visionary 2022 at checkout on any online order and have everything shipped straight to your doorstep. So again, head to healthyplanetcanada.com and use the code visionary 2022 at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $50. So speaking of kind of the vision moving forward and how you've been, you know, thinking about where Joyous Health is going long term. I also know that you still play a very active role in the day-to-day operations. And I read on one of your Instagram posts, probably from a year ago, that you are still on the front lines engaging in your YouTube comments, on your own oh, Instagram, sure. on your social media I'm curious. Why is that something that you still feel like you want to hold on to? Why is it important to you to be in the DMS, to be in the comments and actively chatting with your community?
0: You sound like a question that my husband asks me on a weekly basis.
1: (laughs) Get out of there.
0: (laughs) Why are you doing that? You know why? There's a few reasons. Number one, I really enjoy it. Number two, I love to know what the community is thinking and feeling what they want. I feel like if I disconnect that from, if I disconnect myself from that, then I don't really know. I don't know, are people loving this content? I don't know if people want to learn more about oil of oregano. I feel, I know that it is a good idea to step back. I'm just, I just lo- I just really enjoy it. We do have someone, so we have four full-time, including myself and Walker. We have two other people that work with us. And uh, we do have someone that is on the front lines answering the questions on like our contact form, for example. Um, But yeah, I still do social media and it's just something that I enjoy. I get if you don't enjoy it, it's easier to hand off, but it is something that I like with specifically because we have two Instagrams. We have Joyous Health and Shop Joyous Health. I do need to hand off one of them for sure. I just need to find the right person to like manage our social. So if anyone is listening to this, send me an email because I might be looking for you. But yeah, I would love some help because honestly, it's a lot. It's definitely Mm -hmm. a lot, but I just really like it.
1: Well, and I think that's a good observation too, that when something brings you joy or when you are, um, I don't know, lit up by one of the tasks that you're doing that maybe is like a $20 an hour task, but at the same token, it brings you a lot of meaning and it lights up your passion and your spark for the business, there's no reason to hand it off necessarily. So I think it is an important reminder that you don't have to pass everything off because then you risk losing touch with the business and what your community is actually saying. And I'm curious, is there anything else that is still um, something that you feel like you want to hold on to, like a task, whether it's social media content creation or emails, something that really lights you up in your work week that you still feel that zest towards doing, even though someone else could do it for you.
0: Yeah. Um, not really. I feel like other stuff I've definitely passed off. Like I have someone that helps me, um, with content creation for the blog specifically. So sort of more like long form content creation. Um, but I feel like I have, I feel like I've passed off the stuff that I want to, um, and like you, like the stuff you mentioned, like I'm still have a hand in the email creation in the social media content creation, all that stuff. I do, I do want to hand off some of the social media content creation. What I don't think I'm answering your question properly. <laughs> No, you totally are. The things that (laughs) you want to, you kind of hold on to. Oh, that's what it was. Is there anything else? Yeah. Yeah, Is there anything else that I could let go that someone else could do? I don't think so, to be honest. Yeah. Cause like I said, we have, you know, we have two, we have four people total and I feel that everyone is doing their role to their talents and their skills, Mm -hmm. um, right now.
1: You know how some people, when they start their business, they have this grand 10 year plan, 20 year plan. Did you ever imagine that this would be like, you know, you're over a decade into your business. Could you have ever predicted where you'd be or do you feel like you had to go through the natural cycles of entrepreneurship and evolutions and pivots in order to see this? Like, what was your kind of take on the 10-year vision?
0: Yeah, I really, I know this isn't maybe the right answer that everyone wants to hear, but I didn't really have, I didn't really have like a set, This is where I want to be in five years. This is where I want to be in 10 years Um, because my mindset was always, I just want to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I love it and the community loves it too. And if both of us love it and it is also making us money because I'm in a for-profit business, then let's keep doing that. And if it's not working, let's change it. Mm-hmm. So I've never been like so set in stone, which I think is a good thing. You know, I, I use the example of when we, we used to have a natural toothpaste, which I loved and we had it for like quite a few years and it just wasn't selling, but it was mm-hmm. such a great product. And the people who loved it, loved it. And that was a hard decision to like stop selling it because it wasn't profitable. It was really expensive to make the raw materials were expensive and it just wasn't selling well. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's, you have to just let go of some stuff. And so I think, you know, when it comes to like having a vision, you have to be okay with like changing the path. And I think that's one thing I'm very good with. I'm very adaptable and able to change that path. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like so stuck in a rut of having to be a certain way. That being said, it could be, you know, a disadvantage in some ways too, because perhaps if I was like, okay, you know, the toothpaste is going to be the number one selling product. I'm going (laughs) to get there then maybe I would, but I don't have a lot of patience. I'm not Walker. My husband, my business partner is the more patient person than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like when I see that something's really not working, even though I, like I said, I didn't want to give up on the toothpaste, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I definitely, you, you know, it's my goal to just continue to grow joyous health. I want to be, you know, when I'm 60 or 70 years old, I still want to be working in the business. And uh, I think, you know, that's so important for healthy aging for healthy aging brain is to stay really interested in what you do and continue to challenge yourself. And so I don't really see myself retiring. I see myself working less, but I don't, I, at this point, you know, I know I'm only 44, but I just don't see myself like, you know, just relaxing on a beach 60 onwards, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I just really like what I do. I love that. And
1: I think that is kind of a recipe for success is to love what you do and love that you say you're always continuing to challenge yourself because we know that oftentimes when we kind of fall into a rut or we feel like we're stagnant, the business often suffers a little bit. So it's important to figure out like what gets me out of those ruts. And you mentioned something about enrolling in a course around dermatology, Mm -hmm. right? Aside from That Like, what are some other things that you've done to maybe reinvigorate yourself when you feel like you're just not as excited about getting started your work week? What do you do to get out of that rut or just that mood that we all face?
0: Yeah, there's two things that specifically come to mind when you said that, and that is listening to podcasts. I listen to other Same. people, you know, like you. I know we're both lovers of podcasts, so I there's definitely um, podcasts that I listen to. Some have absolutely nothing to do with health, but they just inspire me, uh, and that really, really invigorates me and gets me thinking about ideas for our business and so much of what I do. Uh, is creative because I create so much whether it's recipes or writing content Um, I create a lot so it just it helps me get into a more creative space as weird as that sounds listening to other people and and I know you're a nature lover too uh, but getting out into nature is always when I feel like stuck in a rut I often do that you know in the middle of the day you know if it's like 12 30 I've had my lunch and I have like a little bit of a break I'll just like you know, leave the office and go for like a quick 25 minute brisk walk. And that always makes me feel reinvigorated for the day. And then, you know, sometimes, when you know, the reality is I just don't feel motivated. And the nice thing about having your own business is that I don't have a boss who's telling me I have to work nine to five. So if I really am having like kind of like a crappy day, I'm not feeling my best. I just kind of end my day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I start out a bit earlier the next day. And, um, you know, it's okay. We're we're only human. Sometimes we don't feel our best. And uh, I'm okay with that. I didn't used to be okay with that, but I'm okay with that now. Yeah. That really
1: resonates with me too. Cause I feel like I used to operate on such a strict nine to five and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like it it kind of goes against my natural cycles. And it was only in the last two years that I really started tuning into, Oh, maybe I just work a few hours. Then I take a nice long outdoor break, go biking and then come back. But I think there's this natural tendency. If you did used to work any sort of structured nine to five that you kind of think that's the way it has to be done, but it is important to tune in. And if you're not well mentally, physically, emotionally, how can you be at your laptop creating incredible content or really focusing on the strategic picture of your business? If your brain's not there or if your mind isn't there. So it's really important and a great reminder.
0: Yeah, it is really good reminder. I hope people really take that to heart who are listening because I, I I know that over the years, I have forgotten that, that like, I am the boss, like, I don't have to work, I decide what hours I want to work. Yep. So, you know, I know that can be harder for people who are seeing clients one on one, you can't always but, you know, at the same time, you can decide Friday afternoons, yep, I'm not going to take clients, you know, past 2pm. Mm-hmm. um And just, you know, you're the boss, you decide you you decide um what works best for you. Uh, and that's so important for your overall health and well being.
1: Mm-hmm. Obviously you've learned so many business lessons and have continued to evolve and grow. I'm curious, is there anything right now that you or your team is trying to problem solve for? Like something that you feel like I haven't quite figured this next chapter out or this area of business growth out yet.
0: Oh yeah. There's a million things. <laughs> Where do we start Kelsey? Yeah. One that's you topical my right problems. now. Yeah. Is it TikTok? Because I'm still perplexed. With okay. TikTok well, too. we can talk about TikTok. <laughs> okay. So TikTok's a good one. Because so many people were saying for so long, Joy, you need to be on TikTok for Joyous Health. And I was like, oh, it's just like one more thing. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm always struggling with Instagram. Like, I feel like I've been stuck at 105,000 on Instagram for two years. Like, honestly, I grow 250 <laughs> people every day and I lose 250 people every what day. Back? No matter what I try, no matter what I do, if I post more, if I post less, yep. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So... In the summer, I decided in July, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on TikTok and I'm going to post every single day from Monday to Friday. Good for you. I'm going to do that for at least six weeks and I'm going to see what happens. Let me tell you, TikTok is the place to be because it's so much easier. Stop it. Yes, the algorithm actually the algorithm is in your favor. I feel like yeah. on Instagram and Facebook, how they've developed their algorithms. I'm sorry to say, I don't want to let everyone down, but it is very, very difficult to grow. Yep. I have experienced that myself. I've been on there since I 2013 was when actually, so it's 10 years. I've been yep. on Instagram for 10 years, um, and went on TikTok, and I'm already at 25,000, and that's only since July. And I'm not doing anything different than I was doing. I've been doing on Instagram. So it's been interesting because some of the content that does amazingly well on TikTok, I've tested it and put it on Instagram, and it like falls flat. So I'm like, <laughs> it's not the content. it's it's who, who is actually reaching who is my content reaching? So yes. uh, so yeah i think you should try tiktok as much as like it seems <laughs> you well, just here's the thing don't get sucked into it yes looking at other people's content big time Go on it to engage because what i love about it and this is what i loved about instagram in the beginning is that on tiktok people ask you questions and they engage with you and there's comments big time you know, i yeah. love that that's what i love about social media and that just doesn't happen anymore because no. unless you're posting something on Facebook or Instagram that is sparking moral outrage in everybody, then you're going to get lots of comments. I was actually just listening to a podcast recently talking exactly about this, how the algorithms on Facebook and Instagram are set so that when people are talking about things that spark moral outrage, the they send more people to you. So things yeah. that get people upset Alarmist things are what thrive on those social platforms. And so far, you know, let's hope it continues this way on TikTok for me. But so far, I'm not seeing that at all. I'm seeing like how it used to be on Instagram back in the day. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to have to be polarizing necessarily when I log on to social media and create like we're creating content that's hopefully uplifting and inspiring but apparently that's not what the algorithm wants because people aren't firing back at each other so yeah I think again this is such a great um reminder like you took an experiment out you said six weeks post on tiktok monday to friday what's the worst that happened but so many people they're like I don't know. I should have the perfect strategy. I should right. study everybody else's TikTok for two years. But it's like, guys, we got to keep evolving here. Go test it out. See if it brings you joy. See if the content's picking up. And if at the end of the six weeks you're like, I hated that, yeah. fine, give it up. Go back to blogging. But sounds like you've kind of found a groove on it. And maybe it doesn't feel hard and it feels light to show up and create on that platform. So it feels
0: less. Yeah. I feel like the other thing is I can be more just like myself. I feel like it's just Amazing. feels so much more casual yep you know it's just easy I can just show up and talk about you know what is my favorite natural health supplement right now or yep. you know what is my favorite skincare ingredient it just feels maybe I need to feel that way more with Instagram and Facebook but I don't because I just feel like it's not the growth is just not happening there it's just it's just not so, so
1: posting five times a week and you post content multiple like, times yeah, a day on yeah. different platforms. Is there a set plan or do you also honor that creative flow in you? That's like, I'm baking banana bread. I'm just going to share like how much of the content is pre-planned versus behind the scenes and yeah. uh, what is kind of the split there?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I use buffer, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, so for Facebook, everything is pre-scheduled um, to post per day. But then I allow spontaneity, especially with Instagram, like with my personal Joyce Health Instagram, personal slash business, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, It is a mix of both. Like I I use a tool, a scheduling tool in something called ClickUp and uh, I have like a social calendar. So over the next two weeks, I have an idea what I'm going to be sharing on the shop Joyce Health Instagram, on Joyce Health Instagram. I have an idea and then those are more a little bit spontaneous. Like if I'm making banana bread, like you said, then I'll, then I'll share it on Instagram. Um, so it's a mix of both really. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have a plan so that you're, so that you have ideas. Otherwise, if you only go by spontaneity, then you don't have consistency. So in social media, in, in many things in life, consistency is so key for success. So I'm, uh, I like to think that I'm pretty consistent with social media and also with, updating content on our blog as well, and on our YouTube channel, consistency is key. So mm. I think, you know, for entrepreneurs, just deciding what that consistency looks like, is it, you know, two, three times a week? Is it two, three times a day? Just decide what works best for you. It can be easy to be caught in this, get caught in this trap of what other people are doing or researching how many times should you post today on Instagram? Yep. You know, because there's a million different explanations. So I think decide what you can commit to and then stay consistent with that and allow yourself to be spontaneous, which is, which is, that's what I, that's what I've done.
1: This episode is sponsored by The Visionary Method. The Visionary Method is a seven-step system that's going to help you create and launch your business successfully. We've had 200 people go through it and it's gonna help you to generate your first 50,000 in revenue, even if you're starting at zero. You can learn more at www.kelseyriddle.com TVM. Yeah, I mean, some of the best ideas come to me when... You know, I'm out for a walk or just right. randomly, and I could never have imprinted that into a content calendar, but, um, yeah, it's like allowing for that ebb and flow. So it, this chapter of your business, are you still kind of trying to learn from businesses bigger than yours, or are you really kind of just solid in the vision that you and Walker and your team have, or are you still kind of seeking a lot of outside mentorship and uh, attending conferences? I'm just curious where you stand. Yeah. On
0: that. Um, no, that's a good question. Um, I feel like we have a really solid foundation and business plan and know where we're moving forward. But that being said, like we always attend the Ad World conference. I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah, one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I think that's like twice a year. So we enjoy going to that. Well we don't go to, it's obviously online.. Yeah. Um, I love, you know, just hearing your podcast is obviously a great resource for entrepreneurs. Um, I also really love, we have like a really tight network of other entrepreneurs who are also all our good friends. Mm. There's about 12 of us who are all entrepreneurs and nutritionists. So we bounce ideas off of each other a lot. We see each other often and we have a group chat. Um, I think group chats are really great to have, whether it's, you know, iMessage or WhatsApp or Signal, have group chats with other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. bounce ideas like when we're trying to figure out a strategy you know for our email campaigns you know talking to other people and finding out what's working for them um is is really key so we're always you know always we always want to evolve and we definitely don't have all the answers so we want to just keep evolving talking to others but we still know where we want to go um just the how we like to you know always always be learning hmm That's such an important and
1: sometimes under talked about topic is like the network of people that you're able to tap into, whether it's yes. a, a group of friends that you just have organically, or maybe you go on a retreat once a year where you're immersed with other entrepreneurs for a few days, yes. or maybe you have yes. a formal mastermind. But honestly, like, I would love to see a breakdown of like what growth occurs because of the right people being in your circle and being in your corner with you, because I really don't think we're meant to do this alone. And it can be a very isolating journey. You know, you work from home, you feel like you're facing all your own kind of challenges, especially if a lot of your friends or neighbors don't necessarily understand the business or where you're going. So it's just important to find those people and um, it can be challenging to figure out where you can open up and who to chat with. But I think that is a, just a a lesser discussed piece of running a successful
0: business. Yeah. Yeah. It it is true. And I love talking to other business owners. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was interviewing the founder of delish cosmetics. Cool. And she has a, you know, great clean beauty brand. I love her lip glosses and I love talking to her on the phone. Because she has so many unique ideas that yep. I just like never even thought about, and you know she's talking to different people and doing her own research, and then just like bringing both our minds together. It's just great to talk to people, yeah, um, who also have their own businesses um and oh my cat's coming over hey kitty <laughs> <laughs> I love it, cats yeah, are welcome it I just the pod. find I get there she is I just <laughs> find I get so inspired I really enjoy talking to other people and, and finding out what works for them and mm-hmm. what doesn't work for them too
1: And it's like when you get into those conversations, it almost like activates a new part of your brain that maybe you just aren't activating in your traditional family life or whatever you're doing on a daily basis. So, yeah, yeah, just kind of cracking into a new area and dreaming of new opportunities. Uh, Well, I would be uh, a fool to let you go without asking a few health tips. So, I'm curious for an entrepreneur entrepreneur listening right now, who's feeling like they've kind of got the basics in order with their health, but something's not quite right. Still, maybe their energy is just a little bit low, but they feel like they're eating right. They drink their water, Mm -hmm. they're sleeping, but they're looking to optimize. What are some of the things that you do to optimize? And maybe those 2.0 tips that could help any entrepreneur to perform a little bit better.
0: Yeah. I think taking breaks is really key. It makes this question kind of makes me think, of of this pie chart I I shared, I think a couple of weeks ago about what basically the top is what I thought would make me productive, hard work, (laughs) what actually does. And on the bottom, it's like exercise, healthy eating, sleep, um, time out, and then hard work is in there, but it's maybe only like, you know, 20%. Mm -hmm. So in terms of staying healthy, you know, if if you eat well and you exercise, but you're feeling blah at work, well, what's the missing piece? Like, maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you need to go hiking on the weekend. Um, or like you were saying, like, go for a midday bike ride. If you're asking me what I do personally, like for me, eating well is definitely a priority and taking my natural health supplements, mm. that definitely keeps me on my game. And then having a social life, you know, when I first started out as a nutritionist, I was like, "Nope, I'm working hard, everybody. I don't have time for anybody else. I was like the worst friend. Yep. I used to cancel on people all the time. You know, I would go six months without seeing a close friend. I -hmm. stopped doing that quite a few years ago. And I feel like I'm a good friend now. Um, because I have, I make time, you know, for my social life. Cause it's, it's so important. And, you know, that also includes my family. Like my family yeah. is obviously my number one. I have a daughter, as you know. Um, so, you know, it's, it's non, those are non-negotiable things like going to pick her up from school. I don't want someone else to pick her up at school. I want to be there at three 30 to see her smiling face and hear all about her day. And if that means that after she goes to bed, I need some to do some work, then that's what I do. hmm
1: I love that. And it's really about asking yourself too, like, what are the things that I maybe used to do in my 20s that really excited me that perhaps into my 30s or 40s that I feel like I've given up or have not prioritized and uh, making sure you carve out time to add those things back in. Because as we know, it helps us to show up at our computer and show up for our work in a completely different mental state. And there's part of me that's like, I know that translates like that energy I bring to my yeah. content or writing a caption or recording a podcast people can tell kind of if it came yeah. from a place of enthusiasm or if it just feels so forced, it's probably because I was pushing too hard or hustling right. too hard. So yeah. it's like the energetics of content creation. I don't know if that's totally. a thing, but you know, you feel it internally yeah, when you're absolutely. I totally absolutely. Agree. Okay. So I know the podcast is coming back or almost is back, uh, but can we get a snapshot of what's going on in your world? What's coming up and where we should connect with you and how we can support you.
0: Yeah, totally. So the Joyce Health podcast actually has a big change. Um, It is. So we're going into our ninth season, uh, which begins in October. I'm not sure when this is going to air exactly. But um, so as you know, Walker did the podcast with me for the last almost 70 seasons. um, But he's not going to be doing it with me anymore. You kicked him out. (laughs) Pretty much. No, he (laughs) kicked himself out. You know what? It was... The, the initial podcast was going to be just him and I talking and our banter yep. and it grew more into having other experts on hmm. and because that was where I really, I just really wanted to interview people yeah. and uh, he wanted to just have him and I um, having it sort of be more of that. So it changed and I'm okay with it. And so is he, he's happy to not have that like on his having to do that anymore. So the Joy Health podcast will relaunch a little bit. Um, It's not going to look exactly the same, but still amazing guests. You know, we, I I interview a lot of people in the wellness space, obviously. Um, So I've got some amazing guests coming up and yeah, Joyous Health Podcast. You can find it wherever you're, you're looking for podcasts.
1: Amazing. Cannot wait to see this next evolution of the show (laughs) and just admire you for continuing to evolve and grow and not be afraid to change and to respond to the market. So congrats on all of your successes and thank you for opening up and being uh so vulnerable and just having a great conversation today so thank you for being here joy and we wish you all of the best
0: my pleasure thank you so much
1: thanks for tuning in to this episode of visionary life i love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your itunes app You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.